American Financing is our sponsor. They've been with us forever, and I know Sarah has uh, used American Financing. Stu has uh, used American Financing. A few times, actually, yeah. I mean, I, I remember one of the first times I went to them, I asked, I said, hey, I want to do a mortgage. I want to do it this way. Is it possible? They were like, that's a dumb way to do They didn't say that, but that's kind of what they meant, <laughs> yeah. which was, you're an idiot. And uh, But they wound up being <laughs> right on that. Uh, later on, I came back to them when I was refinancing, and they helped me through that entire process. Uh, they've helped me through a couple of different transactions over the years, and, and every time we've I've done it, they not only have, has it worked out really well, but also uh, it uh, they taught me something because <laughs> usually wow. I, I kind of want to come in like with well, a loan shark, deal. right? You know, that's yeah. my approach. I know. Like, you know, yeah. what yeah. if I give you no zero dollars and you charge me daily interest? How about that? <laughs> And they're like, no, uh, but yeah, it's been re- it's it's be- it's interesting because there are a lot of options out there that you don't normally consider. They yeah. they know them and they know which ones will work and which won't. And they work for you. Uh, we've known them for probably fifteen years of their twenty years of business. American Financing at 800-906-2440. 800-906-2440. AmericanFinancing.net. things that are going on okay let's just remember arizona okay uh here's the story that uh, cnn is covering today ticketmaster said on thursday due to the extraordinary high demands of ticketing systems and insufficient remaining ticket inventory to meet demand friday's public tic- ticket sales for sa- uh, for taylor swift's eras tour has been canceled mm. uh apparently there was a near meltdown 3.5 million people uh, tried to buy tickets. It is the largest traffic for any kind of ticket ever. Um, and and more so, sales than any any day in Ticketmaster in, history. In history. Yeah. Okay, in history. Um, and they said, hey, the, the servers are not down. It's just clogged because there's so many people trying to get them. Listen to this line. The debacle not only stirred outrage among Swift fans, but also caught the ire of politicians. Senator Amy Klobuchar criticized Ticketmaster in an open letter to its CEO saying she has serious concerns about the company's operations. What? It's unbelievable. Shut up, you! All right, incredibly uh, important to be on the right side of history. And I, honestly, I, I don't know how people don't see what the right side of history is. I mean, learn from the past. There are a lot of different ways to be on the right side of history. Some come at a very high personal cost. It's up to decide where your line is. But not every stand has to cost you. In fact, switching to Patriot Mobile will do the opposite. They're America's only Christian conservative wireless provider. 
They won't send your hard-earned money to aid in the destruction of America or to fund abortions. Believe it or not, Verizon has, uh, has been doing that for years now. You'll be supporting a company that loves America, shares your values, supports our police. Switching is easy. It's going to be rewarding knowing that you're not only getting great mobile service, but you're also standing up for what's right and good. It's patriotmobile.com slash back. Go there, make the switch today. Get free activation with the offer code back. Patriotmobile.com slash back or 972-PATRIOT. 972-PATRIOT or patriotmobile.com slash back. Okay, we have, uh, man, it's like uh, it's like old home week here. Uh, line up of friends uh, on the program. Richard Paul Evans is uh, one of uh, just one of the best guys I know. Um, he started his uh, writing career. I mean, really got noticed uh, with something called the Christmas Box. He couldn't get a publisher. He tries to publish this Christmas story. Um, Nobody is interested in it. He just copies it and starts you know, giving around to people for free, just, you know, hey, read this. And everybody started making copies. Simon and Schuster found out that the most asked about book was the Christmas uh, box, which he hadn't published. Everybody turned down and they called him because they're like, um, you're the author of the Chris and I, we hear it's just a Xerox copy. Could you do you want to sign a big contract with us? And he has been writing bestsellers ever since. Uh, he's the best-selling author of the Michael Vay series, which um, uh, Mercury is proud to pr- uh, print. Um, he's got a new book, A Christmas Memory. He says it's his favorite book ever. Richard Paul Evans is with us. Hi, Richard. How are you? Good morning, Glenn. Thank you for your friendship. Yeah. Um, <laughs> it's great to have you on. Tell me, uh, tell me about this book and i mean because what you are inspired in your writing um i don't know if that is normal for uh authors that they just are inspired by something and it just kind of downloads tell me about this book do you remember last year when i was on your radio show and i could barely talk yeah and you're like rick you're sick i had pneumonia and oh yeah I yeah, yeah. on top of it i was very very sick yeah um it was on the you know, we're talking to the hospital. It's like my friend passed away from the exact same thing a month before. And um, I, I thought, I may be done here. And I, of course, didn't let that out. But it's like, I was very sick. And I'm laying in bed, and this story starts coming to me. And Carrie brought me a notepad, and I wrote this book in bed on my back. And I thought, you know what? I, I just go through the exercise. The book will probably never be published. And it's probably awful. And two months later, when I started to recover, I read it and I thought, this is the most powerful thing I've ever written. It, it, I, I was getting out my childhood. It was very vulnerable. It was very raw. And it was about a little boy and a, a man, um, an, an older black man who lived next door, who watched over me at a very difficult time in my family's life when my family was melting down. And you would never let a young boy go to an old man's house today, but he was just mm. a kind man who had lots of chocolates and advice, <laughs> especially that. Hey, the next, the old next door neighbor uh, has got chocolates for you, kids. Come on over. I know it was a different world when we were growing up. Uh, okay, so um, so tell me the story. Tell me a bit of the story. Well, it takes place in 1967, and it was just when my family um, went through a really hard thing, and. Um, 
in this case, I did. The, the book is semi-autobiographical. There's a few things I took out. Um, my bro- I wrote my brother was killed in Vietnam. My family melted down. We moved to Utah to an abandoned home after my dad lost his job. And that's why there's rats in Michael Bay, because the home was filled with rats, and I was terrified of them. And I, it was an inner city school. It was a really just tough place to live. We got beaten up our first weekend there, my brothers and I. And um, it was just a really hard time. And even the teacher was a bully. And, and during was the that time, because? It, hang on, just a second. Is that because you have Tourette's? Well, I was always teased because I had Tourette's. That okay. kind of made me out, an outsider. Yeah. All right. But this was just a mean place. And the thing is, my mom, when my mom lived there, it was her, it was her mother's house had been abandoned. It was, it was like country. So it was nice back then, but again, it's now inner city and it was tough. And, um, we were just very poor. My mother locked herself in her bedroom for days and then she attempted to take her life. I mean, it, it was a horrible time. And, um, this is about the hope of a little boy who just kept going. And um, anyway, I just, when I finished the book, I was sobbing. I gave it to, to my publisher, Simon Schuster and gallery. And the head of editorial called me and she goes, Rick, I just finished your book. I was only going to read one chapter. She said, I've been just crying. I've been crying. And I can't believe the power of this book. No, no book has ever moved me like this. And it's just, I already had a movie offer on it, which I turned down. It's like, no, I'm, we're going to wait. Cause I think this Good book for you. is, is going to be really big. And it feels like the Christmas box all over again. Things are happening. Doors are opening. So, but Christmas and, box never sold uh, in pre-sales like this one. No. I mean, this is your biggest selling pre-sale book, isn't it? In, in my history. Oh yeah. It's already sold enough books to hit the New York Times bestseller list um, multiple times. I mean, it's, it's pre-orders are off the charts. There's retailers that are already selling out of the book and it's not even out yet. Wow. There's something magical about this, about this book. And of course, after being on your show, um, it, it's just crazy. It's already been on Barnes and Noble bestseller list. It's been on Amazon's bestseller list in the top hundred. I'm so and, happy um, for you. Crazy. I'm it's, so it's, happy for you. Um, well, you know, it's, it's a time of peace and it talks about love and compassion and um, racism in a way that makes, that makes sense. That, you know, the key to that is love and it's about love. So when you when you say, you know, I spent all day crying, that's a good kind of crying, right? Because I, I read a lot of stuff that makes me cry all day long. <laughs> <laughs> you know, I actually looked this up. I thought, why would anyone want to cry? And there's actually, there, there's different kinds of cries. You're kind of yeah. crazy. That, I don't want that kind. But, yeah. but, when you, but there's, there's things that move us when, when we see compassion just for the sake of compassion. And to believe that there's still good in people. Yeah. And wh- that's my favorite. Me, yeah. One reader said to me, it, it's great to see a strong male role model. I mean, if there's a male role model that actually was, had no motive other than just being a good man with good morals and good, good Unbelievable. values. Do you, do you know what happened to him in your real life? He passed away about 40 years ago. His name is Mr. Foster and the book is dedicated to him. And uh, did you ever have the chance to say to him, thank you? No. Oh, no, he bad. was very old, and I, and I was very young. And, and, and that was, we actually moved out of state. And uh, so by the time I came back, he was gone. But, you know, you're a little kid. You never even think of that. It's, it's when you're older, you look back and you see people who made oh, a yeah. big difference in your life. Yeah. Yeah. It's, um, it's something special that I think all of us have one of those people in our lives. And it makes a huge, huge difference. 
Um, also, you've got uh, the Noel Diary, which is uh, Netflix uh, feature yeah. film, right? And it's out next it's week? Yes, on Thanksgiving Day is my first feature film. And go ahead, Carrie and I got to do something really fun. We had a red carpet walkthrough with all the stars. It's Justin Hartley from This Is Us. Mm. And um, it's director Charles Shire, who did Father of the Bride, who's Academy Award oh, wow. nominated director. And the movie's really good. You and Tanya will like it. It's really good. We see Carrie and I see it three times now. And um, just so pleased. And you kept saying, this is better than all your other movies. I tell them movies. I go, honey, it's a feature film. It's a major budget. And Justin Hartley is just fun to look at. I mean, he's such a good actor. Okay, that scene sounds a little like the old man next door with the chocolate. But I'm, I'm going to leave it alone. <laughs> <laughs> uh, that is uh, that's uh, premiering as a feature film. It's called the Noel Diary on that Netflix. But that is day. that is what'd you say? On, on Thanksgiving Day. Yeah, Thanksgiving Day. Um, uh, but the uh, Christmas memory, a Christmas memory, is uh, his latest really special and extraordinary book. Um, he's one of the best, I think, one of the best storytellers and best imaginations. Um, because some some stuff uh, that he has written uh, is so inventive, but it all is rooted in truth and all rooted in uh, something much, much deeper. And um, Christmas is his specialty. A Christmas memory available now everywhere, wherever you get your books. Richard Paul Evans, thank you, sir. Thank you. Have a nice Thanksgiving, Glenn. You too. You and Tom, you too. You bet. <laughs> Bye-bye. All right, let me... Let me tell you about my pillow. If someone offered you a key to a perfect night's sleep from now on, would you pay 30 bucks? I mean, we're talking that sweet, beautiful, restful sleep, you know, comfort beyond comfort. Uh, you know, we're talking about laying your head down at the end of the day and immediately drifting off in a land of nod to wake hours later, feeling refreshed and, and ready to go. See, most days I will wake up and I'm like, oh, I'm ready to go. But that's a different thing. This is the My Pillow experience. Right now, the Giza Dream Sheets are back at their lowest price ever. That means they're just they're as low as $29.99 with the promo code BECK. Just like everything else that My Pillow makes, uh, the sheets come with a 60-day money-back guarantee. Orders placed between now and December 25th will have their money-back guarantee extended until March 3rd. Uh, sorry, March 1st, 2023. So sleep on the best, especially when it's under 30 bucks. Get the Giza Dream Sheets today. Go to MyPillow.com. Click on the Radio Listener Special Square and check out the flash sale on the Giza Dream Sheets, along with other limited-time offers. Enter the promo code BECK or call 800-966-3117. For the great radio specials now, it is MyPillow.com. Promo code BECK. 10 seconds, station ID. You mocked the Taylor Swift story earlier. Oh, did I? Yeah, a little bit. You no, said, I, I can't believe CNN's covering this. No. And I, the, you the, know, the, the coverage is, that's a big deal. That is the biggest selling uh, ticket day yeah. in all of history. I mean, it's amazing. Um, but uh, what, I, what really caught my attention, the reason why I did it, was because Amy Klobuchar got involved. Yeah, and AOC as well. Oh, and AOC, AOC too. AOC was big on this. Yeah, saying what, It's a monopoly. We must yeah, break it up. Oh, God. Can we, you don't have a constitutional right to see Tay-Tay. That's not a thing. <laughs> there, it's not in the document anywhere. They mm. don't mention Taylor Swift once. Nowhere in the document do they don't say you're able it. to go hear 
uh, her stupid songs in person. That's not a thing. I think I could twist the Third Amendment. Uh, the Third uh, Amendment. The Third Amendment. Yeah. <laughs> the one about uh, not quartering, quartering soldiers. soldiers. I yeah. don't know. <laughs> they quarter the soldiers. I'm going to see Tay Tay. <laughs> That's, well, okay, that that might be true, yeah, but that, yeah, yeah, they yeah. may have to update the. I mean, it's a living document. Isn't I it? think it's a living, breathing document, and everybody knows what they were meaning. But it's like, the comma. There are people absolutely freaking out over this that they couldn't get their Taylor Swift tickets yesterday. We have multiple government officials who are saying, "Oh, look how evil this is! This evil giant corporation that oh, could only up. sell two million tickets in a day." To a bunch of concerts uh, around the country. I'm so, so sorry. Now, of course, a lot of this goes back to the, the typical artist who says, I, I want to make sure that the real fans can get in. That's why I'm charging $1 for all these tickets. And then, of course, people buy them and then resell them on the secondary market. If you just charge what they were worth, then you wouldn't have this problem. But no one wants to do that because they make it. They sound mean if they do that, Glenn. They sound mean to their fans if they charge too much for these tickets. Now, look, you want to find some, get some tickets you're going to give away to some of your fans that are really dedicated. You can find a way to do that. But like you're trying these, these are price controls. You are artificially lowering the price of these tickets to give to people for $49. Does anyone believe a Taylor Swift ticket in the year 2022 is only worth, or 2023, I guess, is only actually worth on the market $49? Of course not. She's charging these ridiculously low prices for a select, small, tiny group of the tickets she's selling, which of is 3.6 million. Right. She's got a lot of them out there. Yeah. Now, of course, she could find a way to just give them away. She's making plenty of money here. Charge the normal price for the other tickets and then give the give some away to your, your hardcore hey, fans. I so care very little about this story yeah. that uh, I mean, the only reason why I brought this story up is. Mm-hmm. They're concerned in the Senate and the House. Oh, I know. They're, they're concerned. It's so ridiculous. what about Arizona? They want to build. They want to go attack you know, some giant corporation and they want to attack capitalism. I mean, that's why I care about it. Look, they also want to stop talking about the failures of everything else. That's true. But think about this for a second, Glenn. There was a time, most of human history, that if you wanted to hear music, what you needed to do was get in front of someone who was playing it, Mm -hmm. right? All throughout history. Then through capitalism, innovation, we were able to record the music. And it was very difficult. You had to distribute it, and it got hard. Then we came up with record stores, and we were able to record the music and press it. So there were tons and tons of people who could access this. Any t- any person who had, I don't know, 10 bucks could go buy a, a, first a record and an 8-track and a cassette mm-hmm. and a CD. And in some cases, all of those. And sometimes all of those. Yeah. And you'd go and you'd buy them mm-hmm. from the store. Mm-hmm. And I remember going around from record store to record store to record trying store to trying to find, try find this. And concerts were hard to get into and they were expensive and I didn't have the money to it. So yeah. I, And I you would, had to go stand in line. And you had to go stand in line to get the tickets. I paid and, I paid $19 for floor tickets to see Michael Jackson in the Jackson 5. You're kidding me. No, Victory Tour. $19. $19. And, was, and it was an outrage. outrage. People an were pissed outrage. off. And that's the thing. They're always pissed off. Yeah. Now we've come to the point. Where you, they're like, oh well, I don't, I, I don't want to pay. Then I don't, I didn't want to pay for the money. It's too, they're too expensive. They're too expensive for the tickets. Then we're to the point now, where capitalism has brought us 
every single piece of music ever recorded <laughs> for zero dollars. Yes. And they're still bitching. Yeah, they're still complaining. I know. I, the same people were like, I, I don't want to pay $19 for, Ma- for Michael Jackson. Then don't go. Then don't go. You don't have a right to go. And by the way, you can get tickets to every other artist on the planet with no problems right now. There's essentially one artist that it's difficult to get tickets for. And this artist, they still sold 2 million tickets in a day. And everyone's talking about breaking the company up. And it's not about Ticketmaster. No one likes, everyone complains about Ticketmaster all the time. It's not about Ticketmaster. They are going after freaking capitalism. They are always targeting the same thing every time just, anyone has a bad okay. how can you look at this entire picture Glenn, this from performing music and having no way for anyone else to hear it <sighs> to every song being free and still complain about it i only brought this up to say congress and the senate are more concerned about a taylor swift ticket than the vote in arizona Shouldn't they maybe be a little more concerned about the stuff that's in their wheelhouse? (laughs) That's the problem, though. AOC thinks everything stuff is in her wheelhouse. Yeah, everything. is. She's a victim of everything. She's constantly out there telling everybody else tired of victimhood. I mean, I'm just so tired. I'm a victim. Shut up. Shut up. Shut Shut up. Up. It's so annoying. It's just... Just stop your whining. Everybody's whining about everything all the time. Look, there are real things to worry about, clearly, in this country. But whether you can get Tay-Tay tickets or not, it's not one of them. It's not one of them. I'm sorry. I got to tell you, I think the people in Africa that are starving right now, they would disagree. They want Tay-Tay tickets? Yeah, they were like on the phone-ish kind of thing that they have over Mm -hmm. there, trying to get through to Ticketmaster. (laughs) They couldn't get in. They couldn't get in. Finally, an affordable ticket for us. You know, we're starving to death in Africa, in Ethiopia, and I can't get a ticket. You know where Taylor, and you know where Taylor Swift isn't playing any concerts? Mm. Madagascar. Why? Because everyone there is African-American? Is that why? <clears throat> now, it's weird that they'd be African-American in, in Africa, but <laughs> I don't know how they all became American citizens in this analogy, but they are. <laughs> They're African-Africans. They're african They're African-Africans. She will not go play for African-Africans in, Mad- in, in an island. really coast of africa i think it's got to stop it's got to be racism is there any other other possibility no she's skipping the entire continent how do you do that yeah how do you do that that's why you're just gonna fly over (laughs) oh it's the flyover continent Mm. i get it Mm -hmm. wink wink Mm -hmm. code language dog whistles Uh, back in a minute the glenn back program um, how would you like to uh, donate to a charity uh, this season that is doing a ton of good throughout the country? Tunnel to Towers is one of my favorites. Um, I really believe in what they're doing, and I've watched them over the years. This is their annual season of hope, and between Thanksgiving and New Year's, they're delivering mortgage-free homes to dozens and dozens of Americans catastrophically injured. Uh, the veterans, the first uh, responder families, the Gold Star families. Let me tell you about Maggie. She was 26 when she was deployed to Afghanistan, a few months in, permanently injured by a suicide bomber. Well, she was going home, and now how is she going to live? 
Tunnels Towers is delivering a fully adapted mortgage-free smart home to Maggie and her family for the holidays. Smart homes are vital to easing the financial burdens many veterans face and make their lives a lot easier. It's just one case of I don't know how many. So help America's heroes and their family this holiday season. Donate something meaningful. $11 a month is what they're asking. I think it's worth it. Do your own homework. Tunnel to Towers at T2T.org. That's Tunnel to Towers at T2T.org. Head over to blazetv.com slash Glenn. Use the promo code STANDUP and save 30 bucks off your subscription to Blaze TV. This is our last uh, broadcast podcast uh, before the uh, holidays. We'll be back, uh, not next week, but the week after. I think Stu is here. What are you doing for Thanksgiving? I have family that is so in the area. And that we're is so good. You know, good not a lot of storytellers and, around. And we're going to have some tell stories treats. like you do. And mm-hmm. thank you. That was riveting. Actually, I'll be here with um, Pat Gray next week uh, for those uh, interested in taking in a little of Pat and Stu next week. It'll be fun. That uh, won't be me. Jamie Kilstein is with us. Uh, he is a comedian and the host of Advice Not Taken. He's a guy who... Um, we probably would have really hated each other um, years ago. And now it's just simple dislike, you know. Um, and Jamie, Jamie is here. He is uh, he was a guy who was way on the left. In fact, I want to read something from July 2019. A few weeks ago, uh, this fragile Jew flew to Texas to meet his girlfriend's very conservative mom and dad. If you were right to, to write out a list of people who wouldn't like me, it would read conservatives, Christian, gun owners, oil men, and Justin Timberlake. <laughs> Mainly because I've had several public conversations with Noam Chomsky. The Bible scares me more than Pet Cemetery. I would accident. I also felt I would accidentally kill myself if I ever owned a gun. I drive a Prius, and I really don't trust Justin Timberlake. Uh, so he's gone from this to let me just say, as I welcome Jamie Kilstein on, congratulations on your baptism a couple of weeks ago. Oh, man. And and I bought a gun and I am still alive. So that is, uh, <laughs> Wait, but what's the, what's the current status uh, with Justin Timberlake? Do yeah. you have any update on that? Uh, I'll find them one day. He knows what's up. <laughs> yeah, okay. All right. No, seriously, I got some really nice notes from you uh, the last couple of weeks. I wish I really wish I could have been or been invited uh, to your baptism. Uh, <laughs> um, but uh, I'm, I'm so happy for you. Now, well, man, and and I, I really do want, like, I'll say this publicly, where part of my shift, you know, there's this, da- I wasn't planning on talking about this, but there's this dangerous thing that happens, especially on Twitter, although maybe not anymore if Twitter goes down, um, where anyone who has any change of political beliefs is automatically called a grifter. And I almost want to write a piece called defending grifting where for me i i've had plenty of opportunities to to do that to pretend i was conservative to be the you know the former woke guy um and to profit off of it and i was never interested in doing this like heel turn just for my career the reason that i have become 
more conservative and that I have, you know, that I did find Jesus after. I mean, I opened for Richard Dawkins back in the day. Yeah. Um, it, w- it wasn't because I was like, I need to make a career pivot. It was because <laughs> when I made, you know, that's what you do for Jesus. That's what yeah, yeah, sure. And because it, it's so very popular right now. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Once the chosen took off, I was like, yeah. "This is my path." <laughs> um, but the, uh, by the way, I'm gonna go see the premiere today. Yeah, me too. Uh, um, but I met. It was meeting guys like you, meeting guys like Tim Kennedy, becoming legitimately friends with people who were conservative. Who also, I go, man, this is the kind of person I want to be. This is the kind of dad I want to be. This is the kind of husband I want to be. This is the kind of conversations I want to have. And so, what happened was. I go, well, if I admire these men as men, then maybe I should take a step and look at these things that I thought I would hate them for. They believe and ask them why they believe it. And then it just all sort of started happening. So it was more, it was the opposite of what we do on Twitter. And and what I used to do, instead of looking at someone's political beliefs or their tweets and judging them by that, I looked at them as a person, as a human. And then if I respected them as a human, I go, yeah, how did you get to this belief? That's crazy. And it's just opened my eyes. Yeah, that's crazy. I don't know why anybody would talk to somebody. Um, so right? Jamie, uh, so you were in 2019, you were, yeah. you know, the pariah at the holiday table. Um, yeah. now, I mean, if I, if I remember right, um, your, your father was a fundraiser for Hillary Clinton and your mom, I think bought your first pack of cigarettes. Uh, so uh, I don't, but my dad definitely wasn't a fundraiser, but like they are very liberal. My okay. Mom, certainly bought me my first pack of cigarettes Um, and I believe it was for Christmas and I believe it was from Santa because I I feel like when you when you become 40 years old and you're like you know I spent years being like man I have a cool mom and then you get older you're like was she just an alcoholic Uh, (laughs) everyone's mom likes their cigarettes on the stove right Right. Um, so yeah there's a lot (laughs) there's a lot of a lot of I'm learning I'm doing okay yeah I mean they're very liberal. Well, what's funny is I've always kind of been a pariah because I was too left for my family and for a lot of mm-hmm. my friends. I was like too liberal. And then now I'm in theory too conservative, but I figured out ways to talk to people okay. who I disagree with. And I think you know, I, 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 that's what I, I just wrote about it. I started a sub stack and I wrote about like tips to essentially not kill your family over Thanksgiving. Yeah, I mean, cause we, um, this is a, this is a big one. There's a lot going on. You know, the Hunter Biden laptop, uh, the change of Congress, the election. Oh, that, yes. And that's exactly like, thing, it was bad enough before we knew about Hunter Biden's laptop. Like, it's hard enough going home to your family and explaining why you don't have kids yet, let alone now I need to have, like, talking points on, like, gender assignment therapy or, like, how I, an opinion on Matt Taibbi's substack. Like, it is so hard. You know, uh, Ramdas, uh, who's this, like, great spiritual guy who I, 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 I love, he had this great quote 
he's literally one of the most like spiritual people who has ever lived. And he has this quote that says, if you think you are enlightened, go spend two weeks with your family. And like there is it was already hard before like our forefathers did not see us arguing about libs of TikTok over Thanksgiving. You know (laughs) what I mean? Yes. And so it's you can't go into it prepared for battle. You have to remember it is your family. You want this holiday to be good. And I feel like people are already sort of memorizing their talking points. And I used to do that. I was the insufferable person sent to ruin Mm. November through December. It's like, oh, if my dad was praying for a Jewish holiday, I'd have to remind him about how Palestine is suffering at Israel's hand. If everyone oh my gosh. Christmas, it's like, well, I have oh. a rant about Jesus and capitalism. Dude, I was like a step away from being like, is leaving cookies for Santa fat shaming? Should we have <laughs> options? Like, it was so bad. It was so bad. And so like, I'm not, <laughs> I'm not judging. Uh, like my new friend Jesus, we are not here to judge. Right. Um, but I, re- I really do think there there are things you can do. So okay, I wrote. So what are, I wrote they? Three, what are they? Three things. Three okay. things. So the first one is you have to find something you can all agree on, right? So for example, and I've done this so many times, all politicians suck. You open with that. You don't open by saying your team is bad. You open by going, "Hey, man." I'm not a fan of a lot of Democratic politicians. I may agree with some of their stances, but I think that it's just so much more honest if I'm representing liberals to be like, yeah, man, Biden's not doing great. Because now they know I'm not a liar, right? I think that conservatives... (laughs) So wouldn't tip number one actually be don't lie? (laughs) It would be don't lie. Okay, yeah. But we don't do that because we are trained by social media to be like, I have to defend my team no matter what. Do you know how many Republicans were just white-knuckling it, defending certain things Trump said, or how many liberals (laughs) were doing the exact same thing? The exact same thing with Biden. I mean, God, how many people were doing that just the other day with his speech, where they're like, this is what I have to defend? Okay, yeah, I guess execute drug dealers. Like, they don't... (laughs) And if you can admit... If you can admit when your side is wrong, the other person is going to start seeing you as someone who wants to make the world better and fix the system and not someone who just wants to attack them for who you voted for, right? Like, we can all agree Nancy Pelosi's a ghoul. Let's start there, and then we can move (laughs) on, right? Okay. Um, Tip number two. Number two, if all of your relatives can do is shout things they heard on Rachel Maddow or Tucker Carlson. Maybe their life is kind of rough and we should actually feel compassion for them, right? Like if someone at your dinner table refuses to leave until they win an argument about January 6th, you kind of already won, right? Like when I, when all I could do is argue about politics, I was so depressed. I was so miserable. I was in a crumbling relationship. The only thing that made me feel good is this illusion that I was doing something by yelling at people on Twitter. But in reality, like I was suffering. And so I think that if you have a family member Mm. who's glued to their phone all day, angrily sharing political memes, you shouldn't be like, oh, I can't wait to slam that guy at Thanksgiving. Like, don't give him more ammo by fighting with him. You need to give that person a hug. You need to talk about anything but politics and connect with them. And honestly, 
Like, make sure they're okay. And we can all check ourselves on that. When I find myself getting stuck back into Twitter, I just go, what am I projecting? What am I hiding from? And oftentimes it's just something that I'm not taking care of within me. So I just have to make it about, you know, Washington. I am, I, I, you're preaching. I I mean, I'm about to shout amen. This is a, an actual beginning of a conversion here because these are all Jesus tips. Right. Right. You know, you kind of got the, you you know, there's, there's nine others, but you got the, you know, don't lie and love one another. Just have compassion for one another. What's the third one? Is it about false idols? What's the third one? The third one is storm the Capitol. Um, (laughs) The third one is, okay, so this one's going to sound, sound rough at first. So stay with me. So the third one is hold hands and watch the world burn. And here's what I mean by that. I'm not a fan of apathy, right? But when you think about what your family on Thanksgiving, on Christmas, what are you doing in that moment to change the world as you're screaming, right? You guys are arguing with each other like you're making your case in front of the UN, but it's like, is your uncle on the Supreme Court? No. Did anyone in the family pass the laws you're mad about? No. Do you even know how laws get passed? Probably not. Like in that moment, there's literally nothing your family can do to change the system. So maybe we don't let these jerks in Washington ruin one more good thing by tearing our family apart, right? So here is how you can inspire your family member who thinks differently than you to be more like you. It's not screaming at them like an unhinged CNN pundit whose ratings are in the trash. It's be a good ambassador for your side. Right. So instead of throwing a fit about who your sister voted for, why not be so cool that people want to be like you be so kind and generous that others start to wonder who you voted for without you even having to tell them. Right. Like when you see someone again, myself included, screaming about something, you know, even like CrossFit, you have to do CrossFit. You must. Why? Uh, So you can be miserable like me because my lower back hurts all the time. Like if they're screaming at you, they're projecting. Right. And so actually, Glenn, back to the, the baptism thing, going from an atheist to finding Jesus at 40, the reason I haven't written a piece called, if you don't go to church, you're garbage. (laughs) For the first time in my life, I feel like I have nothing to prove to anyone, right? Like I don't need to project that like I did with my old liberal talking. If people respect how I treat others and Uh they're curious about why I will tell them and they can tell because I'm actually happy, right? So if you're the only conservative at the dinner table, the best thing you can do is just be kind, ask questions, be open-minded, use phrases like, I never looked at it that way. Do not bring up Alex Jones. Like if you're a responsible gun owner, talk about things you would do to prevent mass shootings instead of shouting, come and take them. Like all you have to do is through your actions, be kind and make people want to know how you think politically because you just, like I did with you, man, the first time we met, I just go, well, that guy is nothing like I thought he would be. And so now I want to learn more about him. And like, you can be that person for your family that actually destroys all the stereotypes that people have about conservatives or libertarians. Here here we are um, getting ready the last break before my Thanksgiving break. And I am truly grateful for this very funny and very enlightening uh, segment. Jamie, I'm, I'm so happy for you. Um, you've got Thank you, Dan. you've got all kinds of stuff ahead of you. It's all good. Um, he's the host of the podcast Advice Not Taken. Uh, 
I would yeah. suggest maybe like some of this advice we we all take on on all sides of you know politics. Jamie Kilstein, thank you so much. God bless you. Thank you. God bless you too. See you, you soon. You bet. Bye bye. Uh, it happens fast, and you don't even always know why. Maybe you had a password that was easy to guess. Was it ABC one two three? Maybe you had entered personal information into an email that was actually a scam. Uh, did Apple write to you? Whatever the case, you find yourself having lost your identity online to some cyber criminal, and now you've got a giant mess to clean up, if it can be cleaned up at all. It's important to understand these things are happening every day, and they're getting smarter and smarter and smarter. So we have to pay attention. I want to offer you 25% off now a subscription to LifeLock. That's what they're offering, a top-of-the-line cybersecurity with both preventative measures to keep you safe and access to a restoration team if you do end up having your information hacked into. Nobody can prevent all identity theft or monitor all transactions at all businesses, but it is really smart to go with what I think is the best in the business, LifeLock by Norton. Join now, save 25% off your first year with the promo code BECK, 1-800-LIFELOCK, 1-800-LIFELOCK, or head to lifelock.com, use the promo code BECK, and save 25%. The Glenn Beck Program. This is the Glenn Beck Program. We are uh, we're going to get our tree today. We're going to decorate the house tomorrow. I've never done that. We always, day after Thanksgiving, um, you know, while everybody is trying to stab each other for a deal on a TV, we decorate the house. But we're doing it a little early, try to get in the, uh, in the spirit of it, and, uh, and then watch the dog show after we're big, fat, and sassy. And I don't think there's a better way to uh, spend your week than eating and watching the dog show and then decorating for Christmas. Uh, And uh, that's what we're going to do. I hope you have a truly blessed time to celebrate and to thank God for the rights that we do still have. The Glenn Beck Program.